Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Jonah Tree Blosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, we're very excited today because we get to visit with our very special guest, Rotarian, past district governor, and many, many other things. Just good person at large. Especially, especially a very good friend of both of ours. Yes. And we'll be chatting, Carol will be chatting with us about Rotary's fight to eradicate polio. So Carol Choa, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. So... A lot of people listening today are going to be confused because they know that polio was eradicated in the United States in the mid-1950s through the miracle of the Salk and Sabin vaccines. Um, So why are we even still talking about polio uh, today here in the 21st century? The Rotarians have done a tremendous job worldwide. However, in two countries, Pakistan and Afghanistan, the wild polio virus is still prevalent. You know, uh, people have to understand that, as I said, although in the United States, Canada, Britain, polio was eradicated in the mid-1950s, around the rest of the world it wasn't. And in fact, uh, it was the mid-1980s, right, uh, Carol, that uh, Rotary first started its campaign uh, to eradicate polio. And at that time... um, there were thousands of children afflicted with polio every week in the developing uh, countries. Yeah, yeah. Where, people where like, obvious, I think you know, following the logic leaps, I think um, where uh, healthcare is challenging. So basic healthcare, much less the um, higher vaccines or the more recent vaccines for for a lot of um, a lot of society. So, and Jonah, you um, are old enough. <laughs> I am older than have had friends um, who who you knew people who contracted polio. Right, we had a a a kid in our Cub Scout pack who ended up in an iron lung. Went to visit him. I remember how very scary it was. It was uh, the size of like a uh, torpedo tube entrance. You know, it looked like, and his neck was sticking out of that, and a big bellows on the side, very noisy, which created a vacuum, which helped his lungs to breathe. To breathe. So, Carol, it's um, it's one thing to hear about the iron lung it's quite another to actually see one and i remember being with you jonah in new orleans when we were at the international convention one year several years back and there was a display of an iron lung yeah and you know i'm a little younger so polio rub it in we just got our polio vaccine just like we got any other vaccine when we were children Mm -hmm. and and it wasn't a part of my life growing up. But, um, um, yeah, uh, Carol, it isn't really, it true that... Really, um, really is an impact. Right. Carol, the polio vaccine, yeah. Jonah, yeah. there were more than 55,000 children impacted you know, by polio in this country alone. Yeah, sure. So when we had the uh, vaccine uh, successfully uh, uh, developed, it was in 1979 when the Rotarians went to uh, the Philippines and administered the immunization to the children in the Philippines. 
You know, the interesting part of this is that you didn't have to be a doctor or a nurse to do it because how was this immunization being done and still being done today, Carol? It's done by the, uh, with the oral, with the oral yeah. drops, you know. And little just droplets. A couple of droplets, a couple That's of droplets correct. in the mouth and the child is protected. Uh, and I think but, we all know uh, friends and Rotarians who have actually been on missions to administer um, the, uh, the vaccine. That's Carol, correct. The NIDs, the so-called, uh, yeah, uh, yes, the NIDs, you know, the immunization days that yes. are administered. Yes. Now, Cal, you're a world traveler. Have you been on any of these national immunization days? No, I haven't. I wish I did. Yes. It's been paused this year Yeah. Uh, from uh, March, but we're restarting, you know, recently uh, with uh, immunizations in India again. Right. Oh, good. Uh, India, Africa, ask, you know, how did COVID affect, how did it impact the, um, the efforts to get the vaccine out? It's um, been very difficult because, you know, we've diverted a lot of uh, activities to, uh, to reach out, you know, to the difficult, the vulnerable uh, countries and communities. Uh, Carol, you know, it's been a tremendous uh, conquest of polio by Rotarians, especially people like you have been uh, pushing the rest of us to get uh, uh, money to Polio Plus and to get out and do these immunization days. Uh, it's only recently that uh, India was declared polio free. That's uh, correct. In the early, uh, early this century. Right. And uh, Africa had a severe polio problem all around the world, with the exception of uh, the Western countries, uh, which conquered it in the mid-50s. That's thankfully, correct. In 1979, it was eradicated completely in the United States. Right. And, um, you know, thanks to Polio Plus and to people like you, we've gone from, as I said, thousands every week of children, new polio cases, to merely a handful. Now, you mentioned that there was only two uh, countries left today that where polio is involved, and those two countries are which? Pakistan and Afghanistan. Unfortunately, and due to a mistrust of science and uh, misinformation or superstitions and uh, misconceptions of uh, the vaccine, and we're working very hard to educate and to continue to advocate. You know, recently uh, we had the pleasure of talking to John Yuko on Radio Rotary, who is the uh, executive uh, director, uh, general secretary of uh, Rotary International. And we talked about the fact that Rotary has such a great system in place, thanks to people like you, Carol Choa, that when it comes time to, for a coronavirus uh, to be implemented, we could probably send out the same Rotarians uh, who have been doing the polio uh, inoculations and have them do the um, inoculations for COVID. The boots on the ground. Yeah. Is that something you're, you're, you and your friends have been discussing? Oh, yes. We will always welcome volunteers to administer the uh, National Immunization Days. And besides welcome volunteers, uh, we also welcome uh, other kinds of support. Um, I understand that there's a fellow by the name of Bill Gates, who was uh, sort of famous for being part of Microsoft and computers, who uh, matches our, our dollar donations. Tell us about that, Carol. Absolutely. With Bill Gates and the matching with the two-to-one uh, donations, we're really very, very fortunate. Bill and Melinda Gates are so helpful since uh, 2009. They've been matching every $2, well, one, every dollar that Rotarians raise. And speaking of being fortunate and money, Sarah O'Connell Clater 
How fortunate are we to have these sponsors bring us Radio Rotary this week? Well, we are super fortunate and we thank them. Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Patterson Auto Body, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill Goshen, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Liberty, Millbrook Nanuet, and Greater Newburgh, New York. I'll be back with more Radio Rotary and our great guest, Carol Choa, talking about the conquest of polio right after these important messages so stay tuned hi this is sue doyle of absolute auction and realty back in 1946 we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the hudson valley today our clientele spans the globe but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our aar family from specialty collections to real estate antique and estate to vehicles we auction it all for people just like you whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice our website aarauctions.com is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be so enjoy your visit to aarauctions.com tell your friends about us and please come back often that's aarauctions.com there is always a reason to live this is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County and the Mark Agency. Suicide impacts tens of thousands of people each year and is often the result of untreated depression. Do not let the stigma keep you from talking to your doctor. The Claudio Cares Foundation and MHA want everyone struggling with depression to know that we all have a reason to live. Don't be a statistic and don't leave your loved ones wondering what they should have or could have done. What is your reason to live? Call MHA at 473-2500. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Hi there. Hi. Also off mic, um, I don't want to leave her out, our wonderful producer, Kathy Kruger. And today, Jonah and I are chatting with our good friend, Rotarian Karatoa, who is also a past district governor, which is a big deal in the structure of Rotary. Like every organization, we do have a hierarchy and a structure. And um, Carol leads the charge here in our Hudson Valley area, District 7210, um, for the fight to eradicate polio uh, globally. So, Carol, welcome back again to Radio Rotary. And in the past segment, first segment, 
segment for our friends and listeners who are joining us, we kind of gave a little bit of background of Rotary's involvement, um, why they got into the fight to end polio globally, even though it was eradicated in the United States. And remind us when that was um, and the contrast with some of the other developing nations where it's still not all the way gone. Carol. Well, in uh, 1979, polio was eradicated in our country. However, it took a lot of efforts and Rotarians to uh, advocate and spread the good word to other countries in the world. We went into the Philippines in the late uh, 1970s and administered the oral polio vaccine to the children of the Philippines, and that was very successful. Yes. And then the Rotarians, my, my the Rotarians, also, yes, the Rotarians also started a Polio Plus program in uh, the mid-1980s. Uh, and uh, the Rotarians themselves uh, were responsible for uh, getting the vaccines to other children all over the world. But then we were able to get partners to work closely with us. Well, tell us about one of our biggest partners. One of the biggest partners was CDC. And the other one, of course, is World Health Organization. And, of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who are also helping with spreading the message and supporting us financially with matching grant for every dollar, every matching $2 for every $1 the Rotarians raise. Carol, before we get into more about what the Rotarians have done since uh, polio was eradicated in the United States starting in the mid-50s up to 79 and then around the other continents around the world, we should probably get, for those who are fortunate enough not to remember what polio is, tell them what is polio. Polio is a very infectious disease that affects, unfortunately, mainly children under five. It is a very infectious disease and then attacks the nervous system and may result in death in some cases. They used to call it infantile paralysis because infants, young people, children would be paralyzed, although probably the most famous victim of polio uh, was uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our president during the Depression and the war years, and he got it at the age of 39, although they think he got it when he visited a Boy Scout camp from another uh, young person. And uh, as I said, when uh, Rotary first started to attack polio in the mid-80s, there were thousands of children being paralyzed every single week, thousands, and now we're down to two or three case, new cases uh, a week, or even maybe a year. What, what are we down to in those two countries of Afghanistan and Pakistan, Carol? Last year, unfortunately, we still had 176 cases. Up to this point in time this year, we have about 120. Right. But let's keep in mind, folks, there's 120 cases throughout the world, as opposed to thousands every week around the world. So that's a that's tremendous a big jump. You know, a, John, we hope along with, um, and this is my segue, yeah. uh, we can't talk about disease that's hitting uh, uh, the globe humanity worldwide without bringing up the white elephant in the room, which is COVID right now. Mm -hmm. I just think within our lifetimes, we'll, we will have seen cures for two viruses. Well, um, and smallpox. 
smallpox. There you go. Three that will be, you know, we hope with these pending vaccines. And I was sharing with you off mic last night late. I heard some breaking news that, you know, they're pretty hopeful about um, the, uh, finding that vaccine next year. And when so those vaccines, COVID. when those, that COVID vaccine needs to be distributed around the world, Rotary will be at and the forefront. We will That's be correct. those boots on the ground for sure, because we already have that infrastructure, don't we, Carol? Absolutely. We have the infrastructure because we're using a lot of community health workers to go door to door to some of the uh, in the most uh, vulnerable communities. We have uh, actually people working to identify, tracking the source, preventing the outbreaks, you know, and working closely with CDC in the surveillance throughout the world. Well, now we've talked about how, what a great work uh, Rotary has done with polio. Let's talk about Carol Choa. Uh, Carol, uh, when did you become a Rotarian? 33, almost 33 years ago. And what club do you belong to? North Rockland. And uh, when uh, you're not meeting, are you meeting on Zoom now? Um, no, we're meeting outdoors. Oh, very good. Whereabouts? Uh, we're at the, uh, we're in North Rockland and we're meeting at the uh, Leo Laders, uh, actually the American Legion's outdoor pavilion. Oh, very good. Uh, many clubs, myself and mine included, uh, are meeting uh, on Zoom. Uh, normally we meet in restaurants and uh, if you want to uh, join the fun, the food, the fellowship and make great people like uh, Carol Cho and help Rotary in their great work around the world, just go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the club locator button. Type in your hometown, get the website of your local Rotary Club, see if they're meeting online or in person, and join us because we always need more help to do the great work of Rotary service above self. You know, Carol, you were the district governor when I joined Rotary back in 2005. That's correct. Yeah. So what does a district like governor do? Yeah, right. What does a district governor do? The district governor is responsible for... Uh, making sure that the programs of Rotary uh, would be implemented in the club's activities, uh, the fundraising, and uh, promoting uh, service above self. Right. And there's no finer example of service above self than Rotarians around the world helping the less fortunate through the eradication of polio. And our uh, own Carrie, Carol Choa. That's who, right. By the way, we have to mention she is a nurse by profession. Isn't that no. correct? No, my background is in psychiatric social work. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. I stand corrected. But you're a medical, you're a healthcare professional. Oh, well, I came here on a Rotor Ambassadorial Scholarship, and that was <laughs> some time ago. <laughs> and I received my education at Columbia University, the school, the Graduate School of Social Work. And I started my career in Manhattan as a psychiatric social worker. And we're going to find out more from our great guest, Carol Cho, and not only about Rotary and how terrific it is to be a Rotarian, but Rotary's campaign against polio right after these messages, so stay tuned. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technology Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456.
Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. Our connections make powerful things happen. Uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. In India, volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. Hello, hello. I am Sarah O'Connell Clater, and this is the final segment of this show, Radio Rotary. Today, we have been chatting with Jonah and I, um, our very good friend and exemplary Rotarian, Carol Toa, who has devoted her life, basically, to helping other people. She's a social worker, um, had quite a career, Um, She's our past district governor here in the Hudson Valley in District 7210. And she's leading the charge in our area to eradicate polio globally. And, you know, these viruses and and diseases that attack people that we need to find um, cures for is very much on the forefront with the in COVID land right now. So, Carol, welcome back to Radio Rotary. And we wanted to touch on, you mentioned in the last segment that you had first uh, come to the United States, because when you speak, there is a a little bit of an accent I'm sure people can detect. I thought she was from Brooklyn. I felt like you. Yeah, I thought she was from Brooklyn like me. And he does. An ambassadorial scholar, is that correct? Tell us about that. That is correct. Indeed, Rotary International opened opportunities for me a long time ago, more than 50 years ago, when I was a medical social worker in Hong Kong, where my uh, original uh, hometown is. I saw outside the library a Rotary sign, and it says, you know, ambassadors of goodwill invited, apply for a scholarship anywhere in the world. 
Wow. I applied. That year, that was in the 1960s, <laughs> there were more than 400 people who applied. My through, goodness. I went through two interviews, and I was chosen. So I was very fortunate to have that opportunity to come to New York and study okay. at Columbia University. After uh, my graduation, well, actually, after one year, I had to go back, you know, uh, to my hometown and worked. And then, you know, came back three years later to complete my uh, Master of Science degree. And immediately, I got a job offer and worked with the Department of Mental Health uh, for New York State. Uh, in the beginning, as a psychiatric social worker in New York City, which was very challenging, but it was very rewarding. I took civil service exams and became a team leader and a chief of service. And later on, I, was, uh, I transferred to uh, the department of, uh, actually the office of uh, uh, developmental disabilities. In those days, the office was still referred as office of mental retardation and developmental disabilities. And I have a, well, 27 career working with the developmentally disabled. Actually, Letchworth Village, where I used to work, had iron lungs. And uh, there was a pediatric unit where I did see an iron lung. Oh, boy. Well, Carol, your career just shows what kind of person you are. You're always giving. You're always uh, worried about other people and concerned about the welfare of other people. And you've carried that through as an exemplary Rotarian. And that includes uh, being part of Polio Plus. Uh, for those who may have joined us late, remind us, what is Polio Plus? Polio Plus is Rotarians raising funds to make sure that we're able to obtain to purchase the vaccines. In addition, it's a public and private partnership in that you know, we're partnered with World Health Organization, UNICEF, CDC, for the surveillance aspects of it especially, and of course with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations so that we can continue to um, recruit uh, health workers to work in the most vulnerable countries, to go to the homes, to administer the oral vaccine. And as a result of work uh, that you've done and, and other Rotarians have done, we've reduced the incidence of polio from thousands of new cases every week to just, uh, you know, uh, uh, under 200 in the entire world throughout the year. And um, the, the two drops that you put in the, in the uh, mouth of the trail, children is being done by a Rotarians, at least pre-COVID it was. Um, don't need any special uh, talents. You don't need to be a nurse or a doctor or a physician assistant. Uh, anybody can do, put the drops in the mouth, and it's an, it's an amazing and wonderful thing. Sarah? I just wanted to know, for Carol to refresh us, on where is it still prevalent? Where, where is polio still on the planet, Carol? Unfortunately, Afghanistan and Pakistan, due to misconceptions and distrust. And mistrust, mm -hmm. meaning that, that people don't believe that this is a positive thing. Unfortunately, thing. unfortunately some people believe that uh, it, uh, it can cause uh, different uh, difficulties like uh, sterilization, autism and such misconceptions. So they're afraid of it. It's lack of knowledge. It's when was it eradicated again in the States, the United States here? Eradicated in the United States in 1979. And oh, as John uh, uh, mentioned, you know, we're yeah. really very fortunate, you know, to have the uh, uh, 
President Roosevelt, you know, with all his efforts and his support of the program, that we were able to develop so successfully the vaccine that we're able, you know, to do the work throughout the world. Not only did Rotary have an important uh, aspect to the eradication of polio, so did radio. Um, a radio personality of long gone past, Arthur Gottfried and uh, Eddie Cantor, both of them, created something called the Mother's March of Dimes. And they said to the housewives and the mothers who were listening to their daytime shows, put dimes in an envelope, address it to President Roosevelt, send it to the White House for polio research. This is back in, uh, in war years. And that's how the March of Dimes got started. It's an amazing, amazing organization. That's an amazing story. It is, and it's a true story. Yeah, the Mother's March of Dimes. You saw these little dimes marching toward Washington. So Carol, in the minute we have left, Tell everybody why it's great to be a Rotarian. It's great to be a Rotarian because it brings out the goodness in you. It allows you to make many friends. It just uh, many opportunities to network. And most of all, it provides opportunities for you to do good work and to be a humanitarian. Carol Choa, thank you for being a shining example of the humanitarian aspects of Rotary. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And Sarah O'Connell-Clater, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, and by the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, New City, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffren, Wallkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our production director Randy Turner, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. 